Welcome back to the Reader Copy Podcast, the comic podcast about comic books. It is Wednesday, sometime in November. November nine. Nine? Yeah. Okay. I'll believe you. I got it in there. My name is Chris. I'm joined by my co-host Daniel. Welcome everyone to the podcast. Thanks for joining us. Hope you guys are staying warm out there. Almost winter now. Is it winter? Uh, yeah. I mean, it's raining now. Yeah, where that's we are. true. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm ready for it. Yeah. You like the temperature change? I like the summer clear skies stuff. That's all good and dandy. I actually don't. I like oh, it doom and gloomy. Yeah. No. I I um I don't like the rain. Like I don't like hard rain, but I also don't I'd rather have that than like it's too hot. Mm. And I get too hot very easily. Yeah, you're wearing shorts right now and I'm freezing. I have multiple yeah. layers. I have thermals mm. on and you're just like it's summertime for you. Yeah, this I'm this is my perfect weather right now, but then I'm sure it's going to get a little too cold. I like a cold and then bundling up. That's my go-to. That's my uh, homeostasis. My worst fear is yeah. like if I'm going out and I, I wear too many layers and I get hot and then I have to carry around those extra layers. No, I'd rather do that than be freezing the whole time. That's mm. that's my go-to. I'm probably not going to be freezing. Yeah, you're, you're, uh, the <laughs> you're the winter soldier. Yeah, I'm fine with it. Yeah, brainwashed. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah. like Killing almost machine. 100 years old already. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I uh, would rather it be raining and like my clothes are wet than it's too hot. And the other day it was raining and I didn't have an umbrella, but I was fine with it. Like, I don't see why people are so like scared of the rain. Because you're soaked for the rest of the day. Like you're like dripping wet going about your day, you're inside. That's so annoying. I'm not talking about like pouring rain. I'm talking about like- Oh, drizzle. Like the first, like normal rain. No. You're, yeah, your clothes are wet. I'm not walking like a mile in the rain, but I'm just like from the parking lot to my car. I'm just walking normally. I'm not running or trying to find shelter. Here's the worst case scenario is your underwear gets wet and it seeks into that level. Are you talking about that? Because that's that's ruined your day type level. Because like when it goes to like water parks, I don't even like that. Even if it's pouring rain and I'm walking normally, my underwear is not getting wet. Well then- How is your underwear getting wet? It doesn't really, but on top of that, Even my jeans being wet, that's already ruining my day. That's already like upsetting. Yeah. Yeah. That's how uh, I feel about it. I don't wear jeans. Yeah. Why don't you do that? They're heavy. You're not a cowboy. Is that right? I guess not. (laughs) You're a slacks type of guy? Yeah. They're heavy. They're uh, usually kind of stiff and uncomfortable. Maybe I'm buying cheap jeans. Yeah. But like, I don't like the feel of denim. Oh, interesting. I like the feel of it. I feel more sturdy. You can, you cannot wash them. It's an option. You just don't have to wash them ever. And they're just clean always. Just wear them in the rain. Exactly. <laughs> uh, there was a bunch of rain uh, early this week. There was thunderstorms, actually. Oh, really? Yeah. You were noticing that during the middle no, of the day? I didn't notice that. I was getting kind of freaked because we have we have, we have have a nice place. We have like um, those skylights. Sure. And I can hear like rumbling, like from reverberation from mm. the thunder, like for, uh, like for a few seconds. You could hear it in the in the window on our yeah. roof. Yeah. Do you know that freaking. saying where um, you see the lightning and then you count how many seconds till you hear the thunder and that's like how many miles away? it was miles uh, that's how far away it is i think so yeah i've never done that before because we don't get it that much here no not really yeah that's what i was surprised it was still pretty bright out but there's thunder i still don't understand that what uh so, so thunder means lightning like you can't have thunder without lightning right that's the sound of lightning cracking it well i mean i think it exists somewhere but maybe the lightning is too far away but you probably could hear the thunder is what i think right yeah yeah uh, but i'm saying there cannot be thunder without lightning it, yeah sure right uh how's there electricity in the sky I don't get that. Okay, where did that come from? Well, that's what lightning is, and that's yeah. where thunder comes from. So what is I don't. Why? How is there lightning? How is there electricity in the sky? What is that? That's where they make what it. What is that? <laughs> I don't know. You gotta ask God for that question. Nobody knows. Dear Thor, Nobody figured it out. <laughs> 
Yeah. Dear Ben, ben Franklin. I was not paying attention in class when they were discussing that. With the metal key and everything, with the kite. Mm-hmm. Do we do that today? Is that what we do? Do we have a thousand kites somewhere and then that catches the electricity? Do uh, you think that would work? I think that's what we do today. I think that's the science. I it's know the top it has line. to do with uh, steamboats. Right? Isn't that how we get electricity? You talking about Back to the Future 3? What? <laughs> what are you talking about? Like that. Oh. Electricity. What are the ways to get electricity? There's like hydro. Are you talking about like the spinning wheel that catches no, electricity? Hi- yeah, right. Sure. And then there's like, um, what do you call it? Windmills? Yeah. Re- yeah. Yeah. They have those set up in like a farm area, whatever. Uh-huh. Yeah. There's Pikachus. Right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I, I think nowadays the actual truth is we burn coal. And so like when people think we're doing full electricity and it's super energy efficient, it's it's actually not a hundred percent efficient. Like you're still burning stuff that's bad for the environment to get that electricity. We didn't know that. Yeah. So if we keep doing that, we're gonna run out of dinosaurs. They're gonna go extinct one day. <laughs> They'll be gone. <laughs> we'll have to make new dinosaurs just for the, to wait for them to turn into coal. There you go. Yeah, that's the fossil fuel. Uh, so nuclear. Am I even saying that right? <laughs> What about it? Uh, explain to me how... Oh, I don't know. That is. <laughs> I, I think it's unlocking the power of the atom. And that's how we make mutants. Mm. But, uh, yeah. What is it called? Uh, Eternium? What is that? <laughs> that's from Black Adam. Oh, yeah. That's what we're reminding them, right? <laughs> we have to dig. Yeah, I don't know where electricity comes from. I just plug in and hopefully it turns on. Yeah, yeah. Just hope for the best. Pay mm. the bill. Yeah. Give me the electricity, send it over, put it, Amazon it to me or something. Solar. We didn't mention solar. That's like the big boy coming yeah. in now. Uh, Elon has got mm-hmm. his fingers in everything, right? Yeah. I think, I wonder if that business is going well, because I think this new thing is not. I mean, he's just uh, the money guy, right? And like the owner, but he's not there for like the day to day. I don't know about that. Do you know about... Um, I think it's called, yeah, verification on Twitter. Yeah. He's charging for that now. So you can just pay for it? So that's the thing. I don't get it. Is it like you verify, you pay for it, mm-hmm. and then no matter what, you get the verification? Or it's like, okay, we'll pay you, you pay the $8 or $20 to apply to be verified. I'm not sure. Oh, okay. If that's how it works, then I'm okay with it. If it's just pay $20 and I'm automatically verified, then that's actually worse. Yeah, that's not... That's not verification. Uh, yeah. But I think the applica- there was application before to get verified, which was still no one's g- getting approved. Yeah. But, but it was free. But it was free. I think that's the difference now is you have to pay. Yeah. So that they, they don't get waves of applications every day. Well, I think no. I think it's because they, they're hemorrhaging money. They never Twitter never really made money. Yeah, because how do you make money? There's like it's such a it's not like instagram or or tiktok where you see ads that's the thing is he's trying to lower ads i guess on Mm -hmm. twitter or never have i don't i'm I'm never there honestly yeah but it's become the big news nowadays is like he got in like a like everyone's wondering if twitter's gonna crap out nowadays i'm surprised it's still around i'm never on it I understand. I don't like, want to be part of the conversation. I understand. Uh, hey, follow us on Twitter if you haven't already. Oh, Come yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> At the Reader Copy Podcast. <laughs> I never use it. Um, yeah, I understand that um, it's like one of the original kind of like social first medias. waves of the social media. Kind of. And um, there are people that use it because they, they're better at just saying, typing things out than having to make a video or post a picture. Yeah, I, I also like, it seems like everyone on Twitter just complaining about Twitter. That's mm-hmm. what I always hear about it. Yeah. So I don't want to ever be on it. You know, the most place I see Twitter is screen captures on Instagram. Well, that's, yeah, that's because you're an Instagram <laughs> user. I wonder if there's the reverse and that would be even worse. Oh. Like po- pictures of screenshots of Instagram on Twitter. That sounds uh, like a mess. Uh, yeah. I can't, Who does that? Read that. 
Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm not going to use Twitter. And I, honestly, like Instagram is already like you're the old generation of nowadays. Instagram, yeah. Well, did you hear about that joke that he had where he's going to bring back Vine? Honestly, he should. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be way more of a moneymaker than Twitter. Yeah. You could put ads on that. And it's a way to fight TikTok, I guess. Yeah. What's the twist? Because like Instagram is just copying Twitter. I mean, uh, TikTok. I think it's almost um, reverse the twist because TikTok is kind of Vine. Make Vine like TikTok. Just have no limit or short, longer limit than seven yeah. seconds. Instagram, which is Facebook, just copies everything. Like, yeah. At first, mm-hmm. it copied Vine for having video. Before, Instagram was just pictures. Right, right. And then it copied, um, what, what are it? Snapchat? Snapchat, right, where you can just send messages to each other right. as videos. Mm-hmm. And have like stories, like these 15 oh, second right, ones. Right, right. And then now they're like, reels which is uh tiktok and do people hate that you said people hate that now i mean i use it yeah i don't hate it that's the thing that's everywhere youtube yeah the the reels thing it's the youtube shorts whatever right so i don't know we should make our own yeah um i think we could do it yeah it's not that much work i'm gonna call it friendster Follow us on Friendster if you haven't, but also don't forget to subscribe to the Reader Copy Podcast. And uh, why don't you explain how the show works so they can do that. Here at Reader Copy, we have three different bits. First up, we'll run down the comic book news. In the middle, we'll talk about a comic. And for celebration for a Black Panther, uh, what kind of forever we're doing a Black Panther comic, Secret Invasion Black Panther. At the end, we'll talk about a side stories. We'll be watching, reading, anything like that. All right, we got some news today. Let's get into it. One of the big hits this, uh, was it this over the summer? Like yeah, a couple l- months ago. Late summer? Three months ago. Yeah, on Netflix was Stranger Things. Okay. Wow. That was great. Yeah, that's fine. We Everyone loves that. Yeah. But uh, there's something that's a bigger deal to me personally, to the show, to everyone that has a brain, Sandman. I'm just going to say it now. Okay, I was going to prolong it, but okay. <laughs> It was announced that it's getting a second season. For a while there, it was kind of rocky. Like, yeah, it wasn't promised that we're getting a second season. Yeah, I mean, I've, shows are typically like that where they don't promise it right away. And you mm-hmm. scared me a lot because you're saying like, yeah, it's not, it's not out in yeah. the books. It's not written in stone. But we're gonna get a season two of Sandman. Yes, it's renewed. I mean, I'm super excited. Yeah, I'm ready for more Sandman. I'm I'm ready to get past that whole dollhouse uh, like story arc. You, you really hated that, huh? It's not that I hated it. It's just like the first half was way better. The tone shift. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I think uh, you know, as a long running comic like that, it's gonna go have its up and downs, and that's one of its downs, I think. Yeah. The the first half definitely felt um, like every episode was its own story, hmm. even though there's connecting threads. Yeah. Um, but the second half was very much like part one of the story, part two of the story, part three. You gotta just keep watching it. Maybe like shifting environments was enough for each of the different episodes in the beginning. Yeah, and there's even like flashbacks and stuff and characters would show up just for one episode. Stuff like that made it feel, you know, um, like a kind of like a weekly thing, even though it's on Netflix. Yeah, yeah. That, that part of that world building is really fun when you first get into a yes. mythology, right? That's what I loved about it. And this is like one of the best mythologies because it's like creating like a pantheon of gods, really, uh-huh. in a way. Yeah. And it, it's so unique. I feel like. And to see it in a live action was so exciting for me. Right. I, I want more of a, a desire. That's your favorite character? Yeah. <laughs> Hello, brother. 
So cool. And then uh, despair, maybe less. I don't yeah. see that. That's kind of gross. That, that hurts. <laughs> well, the comic is actually more brutal. Yeah. But uh, there's other characters that, uh, well, they obviously introduced Death and how bubbly she is as a character. Mm-hmm. Her, uh, I think two episodes are really interesting with her. Mm-hmm. But there's other characters to add on there from the Endless uh, Destiny we haven't really seen right. yet. I wonder how they're going to take that character because mm-hmm. it's kind of stoic. Um, there's Delirium, so she's exciting. Okay. And her, like, she has a story of her own that's kind of interesting, kind of a side thing. But then there's a, another sibling that we do, I don't want to spoil yet. So, sure. You know, but you, if you guys read it by then, you know, because it's all over. What? <laughs> do you know who that is? No. <laughs> Who's that? Uh, and the Brady Bunch. Oh, what? In the later years, um, they're losing viewerships. All right. And uh, like, people are getting bored of the show already. The young, cute kids, the youngest, were already like, oh, they're kind of growing out. They're not that cute anymore. I see. Okay. So we add an even younger kid, Cousin Oliver. Okay. As like the young kid. Okay. And it's always, he's like the odd one out. I didn't know. I messed everything up kind of character. Okay. And um, people hated it. And people thought like, this is, you've. You're officially like run out of ideas when you add the cousin Oliver. Were you, they jumped a shark, basically. Kinda, yeah. Were you watching this in real time? No. <laughs> what the heck? I'm not the real Winter Soldier. <laughs> why? Why do you know this? Like, did you even watch Brady Bunch on reruns? I grew up on television. Yeah. I yeah, did. but Brady Bunch. I mean, it's so like, there's nothing else in the middle of the day. That's crazy. Okay. So he's way lesser than like the cousin Cody. Cousin Cody was cool. He was cool. Yeah, he, that that improved the show. Right. He had a guitar. He lived in his vehicle yeah right so cool yeah Uh, but yeah, what do you want to see out of uh, season two of Sandman? I want to see a return of um, Lucifer because right, yeah, Gwendolyn Christie plans. hit that at the park. Yeah, yep. Um, I would imagine she'd want revenge after right. uh, making Lucifer look like a fool. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I wonder if uh, he's going to go back to hell, or maybe she'll. Uh, again, I don't want to reveal stuff, but yeah. maybe stuff will change, and he'll have to deal with that. Um, but I don't know the the. Uh, I wonder what he's going. to... I don't know. What do you have any ideas? I think um, the Constantine character will be returning. Oh, Johanna Constantine. Yeah. Yeah. And then, um, you know, there's there's a little light spoilers for the first season, but mm-hmm. like there's some cliffhangers there and stuff that was foreshadowed. Like um, I forgot the character's name, but she's pregnant. Yeah. Uh, Lyda Hall. Yeah. And that baby's like promised to dream or something like yeah. that. Like he's going to take the baby. That's a big deal in the yeah. old mythos, That's obviously. That's got to be... Part of the second season. Okay. In my ima- imagination, that'll be later on if we get to other seasons, because it's like a big overarching story. But seasons are not promised. That's true. Oh my God. Stop. You're, you're messing me up right now for <laughs> the you're season You're planning three. like multiple seasons ahead and like, are you going to try to save that and might not happen? I think, I think it's going to get it. I think it's going to have a long run. The thing is, they're not going in order of the, like each story in order right. of, of the, of the comic. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they're saying we're going to switch things around. Like the creators of the show we're gonna use some stories later down in the run and move mm. them up there you go things around yeah i think they have to uh, it, it's 71 71 issues of a comic so i'm gonna be a lot to do in a show and we're gonna get the final issue right away no okay don't do that <laughs> that's dumb you never how far did you read just what we read on the show yes this? okay okay <laughs> oh my god it's such a great comic i can't believe you stopped there i have a lot of comics to read that's true okay <laughs> 
But uh, yeah, I'm just super excited, uber excited because of the the performances are, are for the most part really great. Mm-hmm. I think Tom Sturridge, how do you say Sturridge? Sturridge, his performance, it's good enough. Like it's really good, but there's something missing there as far as the, the grandeur of, wow, of Morpheus. Really? I think so. You think it's just good enough? Good. He'll, start, he'll do. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> Well, some of the other ones were better. I think Death was pretty good. You know, like again, Gwendolyn Christie. I uh, I don't know. I don't think it's possible for them to do this, but to incorporate more DC stuff, right. I highly doubt they're going to allow that because um, HBO Max exists, right? Oh, right. And that's where DC stuff belongs with Warner Brothers. And in fact, the merger of the Discovery um, streaming service, whatever. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And HBO and Warner Brothers. That merger that is planned for next year to like combine all the content under one streaming service. It's not like completely done yet? No. Oh. Because like um, Warner Brothers Discovery, Discovery had their own streaming thing before they merged with Warner Brothers. I see what you mean. So that's still separate. And then Warner Brothers has some stuff on HBO. Now they're combining everything to be under HBO Max. And it's planned for summer of next year. They actually moved it up to spring of next year now. So they really want to get everything. They're really trying to compete with um, Disney. Okay. I mean, I, I honestly don't know what Discover stuff, Discovery stuff I'm going to watch. That's fine with me. But I, I mean, it's it's more content on yeah. one service. And I hope it's as good of a service. HBO Max is pretty great so far. You say it's not that There's much stuff. There's only one thing that could improve HBO Max. What's that? Shark Week. <laughs> Still hate you. You know that's the brothers. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think the having DC stuff on this mm-hmm. would be great. And you know, uh like Sony and Marvel, they had an agreement on some stuff. Yeah. Could DC, Warner Brothers, and Netflix possibly do something? Uh, shake out the hand, we'll lend you these characters, we'll get a cut of it somehow. Maybe that'll be too much of a because like who, I know it's published by like DC, right? Uh-huh. But who owns the stuff? Is it Neil Gaiman? Like, is he kind of like? I don't think so. I think it's DC. It's DC. Okay. Yeah. yeah, it's Vertigo. I mean, that's why they couldn't use like John Constantine. Oh, possibly. Yeah, they, they probably have plans for that character and just muddy the waters of stuff. What? Oh, yeah, I was gonna say, what if Keanu shows up in Netflix? Don't don't you dare. Because like his Con- Constantine fits a little bit more in the Sandman world than like the DCEU world. Right. It does in personality, but not in the story. Like he doesn't act like that. That that would yeah, be. That but would I, be, I would want it. That almost just, be more offensive to me I than making giving him a new sh- new movie. Like this has happened. <laughs> uh, we'll see. This comes out. They did like a little teaser thing where the mask was coming out of the sand. Yeah, so that was cool. I, I hope there's more of that kind of cool stuff in it. The effects. Yeah, and like you know the myth- mythology of it and all and. Not so much of like a serial killer convention. <laughs> That's the fun stuff. The, <laughs> the uh, you know, it, it seemed like a hit. Yeah. And they, when when shows get sub- subsequent seasons, mm-hmm. they get more money. Maybe yeah. this effects will be even grander. It was good so far, but right. s- there's some edges that could be cleaned up in season one, I think. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, moving on now. Talk about competing with Disney. They're like just cranking out all the Marvel stuff. Yeah. Random stuff, like out of nowhere. Spinoffs or spinoffs of spinoffs now because like like WandaVision was kind of a spinoff of the Avengers movies right? Are you sure? Right? I guess. And now from that there are two other spinoffs like we know they're doing Vision Quest. That's right. Yeah. 
And now what's gearing up is the Agatha Harkness series. And we know it's called Coven of Chaos. And we're getting some more people cast in the series. That's right. We're going to be getting Aubrey Plaza casted in the show. Yep. No announcement of what the character is yet, though. Mm-hmm. No, right. And we don't even know like the time frame of where this takes place. Good point. She's an old lady. <laughs> yeah, it could be anywhere, right? Yeah. I'm, I'm thinking it'll be after the show. That's my guess. But uh, uh, WandaVision, what do you think? Yeah, I, I think what she's like trapped in... Um, what's the place called? called um pleasantville no something like that whatever yeah Yeah, i know you're talking about Mm. um she's like trapped in there right in that mind that she created that character so someone has to free her maybe audrey plaza has like that power to free her and uh, maybe they make a deal or something i don't know it's called the the coven of chaos right yeah but the whole time like her backstory she took she went against her old coven so like the idea was she has no coven is she starting a new one she's got to be starting a new coven yeah is audrey plaza like i know you have power like Agatha mm. recognized Wanda's power. Does right. Aubrey recognize Agatha's power at being trapped in there and like I'll free you for some of your power? I don't really know a lot of magic people in um Marvel. Marvel. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know like random characters that Aubrey Plaza could be playing. I, I don't know those characters. Brother Voodoo. Oh perfect. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> She's always getting typecasted in those roles. <laughs> um, I know Kevin Feige is like, uh, X-Men is close. X-Men? Oh, okay. So what if she's playing like magic already? Oh, wow. Interesting. Do, could you see her doing the Russian no. accent? No. Yeah. No. <laughs> I can't see her do, putting the effort of learning a new accent. Did you? I really enjoyed um, Anna Taylor-Joy's version of it. You did? Yeah, you didn't like hers? No, she her accent was pretty bad, I felt like. Really? I, I don't know. I mean, I need to watch that movie again. Yeah. But I feel like she looks like the character. She does. She does look like with um the the bangs. Yeah. The bangs brings it together. Mm-hmm. I think that's true. But um, this Aubrey Plaza character, I think I think she is a witch. Um, oh, I know exactly who she's playing. I, just, right. figured, I just figured it out. You broke it open. What is it? <laughs> Shadow King. Oh, okay. <laughs> Multiverse Shadow King. <laughs> So, do you think that's possible? Because she is like... I mean, I'm pulling threads here, but yeah, it's possible. Did you ever finish that show? Or no. caught up? No, I, which I wish I did, because uh, I did enjoy it. I liked how the first two seasons uh, wrapped. And then I was getting into the third one, but every time they start a new season, it's like they're completely redoing the show almost. Yeah. And I couldn't uh, get a hold of it. Like Grasp it again. I had to like force myself to watch it. So I, I do want to finish it. But the idea of the show um, with Aubrey Plaza in it was a pretty cool character of, of Shadow King. Yeah, I remember that. That was a surprise for me personally. Um, but I only watched the first season. Do you think I should like... Yeah. Did, didn't you just push past the beginning of season two? Because it's I mean, like, you, it's so weird for weirdness sake. But uh, did you... I don't say it's for weirdness sake. Like it is just weird. Yeah. But did you like any of the weirdness? Because um, I think the season two weird is pretty cool weird. Right away? Cause not Maybe not right away. Okay, but later like, on? Okay. Yeah, there's some things that are like, uh, this is just just strange, but if you like it, you like it. Okay, all right. The stuff in the beginning was like, oh, I'm, I'm lost. I'm lost right away. And I get that's the point. I'm supposed to be yeah. unsettled. Solo season one, yeah. Yeah, but like that felt like a classic like revealing of stuff. This is mm. like, huh? What? what? Who are these people with the mustaches yeah you have to kind of just keep going to get it okay okay but that crossover do you think that could possibly work? i mean they're doing multiverse they're saying um x-men are coming close deadpool 3 will feature yeah. logan i think secret wars they're gearing up to just get anyone they can from previous marvel movies like 
just throw them in uh, and we'll make it work. If we got Logan ready, like yeah. anyone's on the books. Yeah. I, I'm i pretty sure like the other Spider-Man are already locked in. Oh, again? Yeah. Um, I heard like Halle Berry will be in. Really? You know what would be great is the guy that voiced Miles Morales in the Into the Spider-Verse. Okay. But do go live action with that. I think that could work. But he's like 30? Yeah. But I mean, he'll play a grown up version of him. Okay. I think that could work. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Uh, back to the this thing though with Covenant of Chaos. I think it's going to entry um, Mephisto finally, possibly. Do we I even mean, want it anymore? They've been playing us for so long. Maybe I'll repause as Mephisto. The same thing. Like <laughs> <laughs> this lady is playing uh, the actual big bad of the the whole thing. I don't know. But I mean, like, if you're a witch, you're you know you're signing your soul to somebody, and in the Marvel universe, that's Mephisto. Maybe that's how she's freed. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And yeah. I don't know if we announced it, but like Sasha Baron Cohen was rumored to play Mephisto. Well, I, I mean, like. I can see it, but I don't think I love it. Oh yeah, it's yeah. Not, I get it. He's like kind of suave when he's not his Borat self. Yeah. You know, I think I think it could work out. Yeah, and he's kind of like tall, but still like built, still yeah. lanky. Yeah, you know, he's Mephisto's kind of built like that with a cape yeah. and everything. He's like a Sweeney Todd. Yeah, right. <laughs> I I think he he would have a lot of ladies sign their names on the dotted line, <laughs> like a. Catherine Hahn and Aubrey Plaza. Mm -hmm. I think he's not a one lady kind of guy. Sure, right. <laughs> uh, more casting along the way here was um, they cast this guy named Joe Locke. I don't know what show he's from, but he's kind of popular. I think a Netflix type thing. Yeah. It looks like it. But people are saying, I I don't think this is right, but they're saying that he could be playing Wiccan. Okay. I think just because he looks a lot like the kind of like older version of Wiccan, but there's like outcry of like not wanting him to play Wiccan because Wiccan is a, a Jewish character and this actor's not. Okay. But I'm, I think you're, the people are getting a little too far ahead of themselves. Like, I don't think he's playing Wiccan. Oh, I think um, there's reason to say that because Wiccan is like a witch type character, like a sure. magic bender or whatever. So... It could reason out that the characters in the show, and he does kind of look like him. You think he'd just be a random guy. Uh, so, correct me if I'm wrong, Wiccan is like Scarlet, which is one yeah. of the twins, right? Yeah. So, it would, it would be interesting if they went that route. It would be a yeah. whole story flip. Yeah. I mean, he's a lot older than those kids and doesn't look like either of them. <laughs> I don't know. He's just a guy to me. He yeah. kind of looks like him. I think um, in, in the comics, Agatha has a son. I think he could play the son. Oh, does he? Yeah. Is she? Okay. Yeah. All right. And maybe another magic user. Right. Yeah. She might have had a son in, what is it, 300 years? <laughs> Something like that, yeah. Maybe it's the devil's son. Oh, there you go. It's like an omen type thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I, I, I don't think we have, like, there's no casting news of, like, who they're playing yet. Yeah, that's true. People... I mean, we do this all the time too, but like we over speculate and assign characters to actors that are not even maybe in the show yet. But it's fun when we do it. Yeah. Well, we're closer. <laughs> we have a podcast, <laughs> you know? So do you think that's a big deal casting um, characters of, of religion or sexual orientation that match the actor? No, not necessarily. Yeah. No, it's not a big deal to me. Um, even if it's like a large part of the character's. Oh. Um, identity. Mm, I think if it's a large part of the character's identity, then it is a big deal. I don't know the Wiccan character that well. Maybe it is a big part, and 
um, it wouldn't work, mm -hmm. right? But if it if it's not, then I don't see an issue with it. It's yeah, yeah you know, like uh, race bending or gender sure. bending. But like, yeah, I mean, like, it's like when, a celebrate thing. Exactly, casting um, Jonathan Majors as Kang. Yeah, only met positive feedback, right? I think so. So I don't think it's a that big of a deal. Uh, I can see why people have an issue, but I mean, like the character, they're not erasing the character and changing completely. Like he's in the comics, is that still? Yeah, yeah. I need to go back into Wiccan's history and see what's if that is plays element. Then maybe yeah. it's a big deal. Mm -hmm. Like if you had a um, race bend of the thing, that might be a big deal, or you know, a different religion, whatever. Because that's a big part of his character. Okay. Yeah. But do you even see him? <laughs> Like, what if he was not orange? That's, oh, ugh. yeah. Can you that, see, imagine the uproar? That I would be against. Yeah. I'd boycott it. <laughs> He's not made out of rocks. This is a travesty. <laughs> um, but yeah, in, in general, like um, recasting into a different like race or different group, even gender or sexual orientation or religion, I... I don't always um, think that's a big deal. And just because he's not in real life doesn't mean the character he's going to play is not. Like, he's, he can play a character that's Jewish, and even though he's not in real life. Yeah, yeah. If it's believable, right? Sure. I think so. Yeah. It's called acting. It's called acting. <laughs> <laughs> Last song we want to talk about. Variety broke the news that Venom 3 is hiring one of the previous writers as now the director of the third movie. So this is this a person, screenwriter Kelly Marcel, tapped to direct it. How do you feel about this? I've seen stuff like this happen before, and it's usually not a good sign. Really? Yeah. What, is the, the, a writer directing? Yeah. Or like a, a first-time director taking on a franchise? Yeah. Okay. It is a big franchise. Yeah. I'll give you that venom. But- Nowadays. Could it get any worse? <laughs> <laughs> you think Andy Serkis is pissed about this? I, uh, I bet he doesn't want to do the third one. Well, he might want to do it because he wants to redeem himself. But I could also see a, a more realistic version of not wanting to do it because the studio, I bet, kind of like screwed him over. Oh, and, you think and, that's and, what like, happened? Took final control. Because like that movie was edited poorly, was rushed. Uh, I think there's a lot on the editing floor and uh, they're trying to get it under like 90 minutes. That was crazy fast of a movie. Yeah. They didn't have any kind of like, there's no like development or anything. It's just like this happens and this is, they're there already. You, you can reason out we, how we got here. It's like they're leaving yeah. it up to us to figure it out. Right. But not in a fun way. Yeah. It's it's not a good movie. It's almost like they cut like in the middle of sentences. <laughs> yeah. There's scenes where, uh, what's her name like screech is that her name <laughs> dustin diamond yeah uh she finds like a clue of where yeah. michelle williams character is and the next scene she's there already it's not like there's like a in-between scene it's just like like she teleported there almost yeah not and it's really, like she's still like, saying the sentence and she's already there yes it makes no sense and it's bad movie making I, I think they knew that we have a bad product so we need to make it short so that we can pack as many showings on the first week that we can, because that's the only time we're going to make any money is that first week. Once news is out that this is not good, second week, we're not going to make any money. But with this, I mean, it's like, do they think they're going to make money with this now? We already saw the second movie. I, I mean, I, is it like the type of thing where you just have to make a third Venom? It's just, I mean, it's he might make... be uh, contractually obligated. Oh, Tom Hardy. Hardy. Yeah. But I mean, the studio. I think, I think think they're going to do it because uh, he's going to go up against Spider-Man finally. You think that's what's going down? Yeah. 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 <laughs> which, which Spidey? Which Pete? 
Okay, I'm going to say Andrew Garfield if I had my, was it called Druthers? <laughs> yeah. Andrew I never Garfield. Under, I never understood that saying. You just say it. It's just one of those things okay. to say. If I had my choice, I would pick Andrew Garfield. Yeah. It, in his character's timeline, it kind of makes sense. Yeah. Right. And I could see him, I could see Tom Hardy not wanting to continue after a third, but Andrew Garfield maybe wanted to continue. Yeah. And maybe he takes on the symbiote suit and continues on as that. And and we saw him in home, uh, No Way Home talking about how he was angry after the death of Gwen Stacy. Yeah. Maybe the suit feeds into that anger. Oh, wow. Breeds into his emotions and makes him yeah. act different. Maybe in Secret Wars, we have a Spider-Man versus Spider-Man. Oh, all right. Have him back there also. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That, that could work. Like, like um, so he's playing both sides, Sony and Marvel, just like Tom uh, Holland. I mean, yeah, that's okay. he was in no, uh, no Way Home. Now the real matchup is who's going to have the better dance moves, Tobey Maguire or I mean, when he jigs? <laughs> Tobey Maguire is undefeated. Yeah. I don't think he could beat that. With those finger guns? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. But uh, Andrew Garfield, he wants. do you think he wants back like him as an actor? I, do you feel like he was screwed in the first two Amazing Spider-Mans? Was screwed? Like, I don't think he was screwed. Like he got what? I mean. He got paid. He got paid. He made those movies. They did it for him. But um, when they first announced that Disney was going to use Spider-Man again for Civil War, I wanted it to be Andrew Garfield. Oh, yeah. But they wanted uh, a fresh take. Mm -hmm. So unfortunately, you know, they're not going to make a third one and then have a different Spider-Man. So in a way, screwed maybe, but like it's they're not obligated to use him. That's true. Yeah, yeah. I wonder if he does feel like he can redeem himself in a way returning really as a character. Do you think he he's kind of older now? Kind of got redemption in No Way Home, or you need more? It sounds like you want more. I do. Yeah. He's my favorite Spider-Man with his snarky. He's kind of mean. He's kind of like yeah. I feel bad for the villains. Yeah, <laughs> he's the worst Peter Parker. Worst, <laughs> but he's my favorite Spider-Man. He whispers everything. You know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it could work out if if he's getting kind of up there in age, but to have him like redeem and fight off Tom Hardy, I think that showdown could be fun. Tom Hardy's pretty big, like bulky, uh -huh. and then Andrew Garfield's tall, so they'll have something going against each other, you know. Yeah. But um, I don't know if that's happening. Venom at the end of Venom Two saw Spider Man on the screen and indicated like he knew him, right? Yeah. So I don't know, like. Does Venom, the symbiote, have a hive mind so that the Venom from Tommy Maguire Spider-Man 3 shares a history with this symbiote? To know Spider-Man? Do you think that's how he knows him? Of different universes? Yeah. Like the hive mind ekes out and communicates through, through universes also? Yeah. I mean, the, he was trying to say, like, we have powers you can't even believe. That's right. Yeah. Oh, wow. Because how would... This symbiote just arrived on Earth in Spider-Man in Venom 1. So how would he know who Spider-Man is? Yeah. It would have to be some type of backstory baggage with from Spider-Man 3. That could work. Maybe there's other universes that they're not even going to show on screen or something like that. Alludes yeah. to that idea maybe, yeah or maybe they're just you know fan servers telling the fans like yeah we get it you know that these characters mix just up but it's not right it. now it's not right now because <laughs> it's like it's not airtight if yeah you think about it everything mm. but yeah but the the fact that uh, a writer's gonna direct does give me pause to like get overhyped for this movie oh um, do you i don't remember his name but the person that directed um dark phoenix oh no i don't remember uh i think he was like a first time director too oh wow uh, because he was like a producer on the other x-men movies and you hated that movie right and uh i didn't i didn't hate it really i just really didn't like it but uh yeah that it's not a good idea to put a first time director in a franchise like 
you just probably have no faith in that franchise already. Oh. And you're just trying to close it. Maybe he, that's the person that's getting paid at least. And that's probably not a big deal in the grand scheme of the budget. Yeah. And I guess at that time, we knew that Disney is probably going to buy Fox. Already? You think so? I think around that time, it was kind of like rumored already. Okay. So they're like, we don't care what happens to this movie. <laughs> Maybe that director or screenwriter had promised, but was screwed over in the deal also, you know, like, well, now that we're definitely going to sell this, we're not going to give you a lot of budget or whatever to make the movie, even though mm. you had the talent. Yeah. Uh, there's one director that I think um, first time recently, you're like with the Werewolf by Night director. He was brand new to directing. Oh, okay. He was a composer. So it's a, a different. music? Yeah. For wow. for movies, right? Oh, uh, he did. Okay. He directed a bunch. I mean, he composed for a bunch of uh, Disney stuff like... Um, Lightyear and all that stuff, oh. uh, some Spielberg stuff early on, J.J. Abrams movies. Yeah, and he, working with those directors, he learned the trade, and then they find, and then oh, Kevin asked asked him if he wanted to direct anything. It was like Werewolf by Night is the it was like Secret Wars, yeah, yeah, sure, sure, I can take it. <laughs> That's no, you didn't sign him anyone for that yet, right? I'll throw my head in the ring. Yeah, it's either me or Ryan Coogler, so like, just pick me. Yeah. <laughs> You know, the um, the Rooster Brothers says they're not going to direct anything Marvel for at least until the end of the decade. Do you think they, that means that they might still, might direct something in the future? I think it's just to temper the fans. So like anything announced right now, we're not going to do and we're focusing on our projects, but that's not closing the door on Marvel. Yeah. Yeah. That's probably the right move, the politics of it all. Yeah. And honestly, like I want to see other directors anyway. Give them a hand. Give them a try. I mean. Yeah. Yeah. That's probably best because but I'm just saying the Russo stuff outside of Marvel, not so hot. I like the gray man. Uh, it was fine. It was just serviceable to me. Okay. You you really right. liked it? I thought it was their best thing outside of Marvel. That's probably true. Yeah. Yeah. Um, while we're over on Sony Marvel stuff. Okay. You know the, um, what's the guy's name? Craven, that movie. Craven some Craven. With um, uh, Aaron Taylor Johnson. Yeah. What about it? Uh, buzz is good. What? So got some good buzz there. It's it's already um, getting views or what? Like like, like test screenings yeah. and people in studio watching it. That's uh, honestly surprising because of like, the Sony track record recently of movies. Morbius, Venom 2 that we we're just talking about. Okay. <laughs> I can't argue that. Yeah, okay. <laughs> you have a point. You got me there. But, you know, Venom 1 was not bad. It was not bad. It was a surprise for what it was. Yeah. But it wasn't exactly like, you know, super intricate either. Sure. Yeah. yeah. It was just more than I expected. But Craven, I think he's a character that's not so binded up with fan love in a way uh, that they can yeah, play around with it. He's not a Venom. He's not Venom. Level character. Yeah. The real Sony Marvel movie I'm excited for is oh, yeah. the next Into the Spider-Verse. That's right. Yeah. Um, Across the Spider-Verse? I don't know the... Because there's two right off the bat, subtitles. right? Yeah. Yeah. There's like a year in between but they're making them both now yeah i don't i don't know the subtitles okay okay you excited about it though yeah i mean the first one is great and rumor is they're adding more spider-man to this one and that the mcu spider-man tom holland could appear as long uh, along with the playstation 4 video game spider-man playstation 4 verse not playstation 5 because that's a big difference oh, different yeah. face I don't know which one then. No, yeah. Yeah, I honest, honestly, the PlayStation 4 one always threw me, like his mm. face is kind of weird. Okay, use the PlayStation 5 one. Re remastered. And then the PlayStation 4 will just do like uh, convention appearances. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like ugly Spider-Man. Oh, man, that's so mean. <laughs> that's so mean to that CG modeling of a character. <laughs> 
that was a weird thing, right? To just it's the same character, but to give him a different face. Like, did they have enough complaints? I think like this they is, had the technology to do it. Well, yeah, they had it from the beginning. It's like this is what he always looked like. Now it's just HD, a completely different face. <laughs> what the hell? I, yeah, I don't know. Maybe they just internally like this is not a good face. <laughs> I, I'm, I I didn't like the face, but the shift was weird. But Tom Holland going to the Spider Verse, the Into the Spider Verse stuff. Yeah, it's kind of like what I was talking about: cross breeding the animated and live action. That's so fun. That's got. Mm. I mean, it's honestly not. It doesn't sound hard either. I mean, it's just you know have the characters cross breed a bit. You know, you want a whole uh, Roger Rabbit movie about it. There you go. <laughs> Uh, what's his name? Uh, Porky Parker? Peter oh, Porker? Peter Porker, yeah. <laughs> yeah have, him, have him in the show. I would love it. Live action. That was John Mulaney, right? Yeah, that yeah, was John that was Mulaney. Good. Yeah, Nick Cage needs to come back too. Well, I'm excited for all those movies. Um, fingers crossed Venom 3 is better than the second one. And uh, I, yeah, I have some questions about that Agatha show. Uh, mainly, why are they making it? Why? <laughs> main, main question. Sandman 2, so excited. I mean, one of my favorite properties in comics and in Netflix, it was a hit too. Okay. All right. If you're excited for any of these things, please don't forget to subscribe to the Reader Copy Podcast. That way, when we bring you updates, we'll catch you in the feed. You can also find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at the Reader Copy Podcast. Catch up us on those feeds also. Hey, let's dive into more Wakanda with Secret Invasion, Black Panther. Man, I'm super excited for Black Panther Wakanda Forever. It just, it looks like it's going to be so impactful. Going to make me cry. Going to make me excited. Uh, it's got a lot to live up to for the first movie, right? Right. And again, it's a celebration of the man that is Chadwick Boseman. Mm-hmm. So it's got a lot to live up to, but I'm super excited. I think it's going to be great. Uh, and we had to, you know, celebrate that too by doing a Black Panther comic book. Right. We're doing this one called Secret Invasion Black Panther, right? Which is good because Secret Invasion, the show is like the next one coming. It's coming up soon too, right? Yeah. And so it's, I thought it was a good fit um, to like give a premise of what Secret Invasion really is. Mm-hmm. Maybe if you're not, if you're not a comic book reader, it's like these aliens called the Scrolls are invading Earth and the shapeshifters, right? And they've been um, basically uh, secret agents inside of Earth already, posing as people, posing as superheroes too. Mm-hmm. And but they're they can shapeshift into whatever they want. They've been just been out and about with the people. Yeah, right? it was um, infiltrating, and like they discover it like almost in the middle of them already controlling the world. I mean, they're just like in amongst everyone already, right? There's yeah. an imposter, mm-hmm. right? You know that video game Among Us, basically yeah. that, but all of them, all of them. <laughs> Uh, but this one focuses on Wakanda, right? Yeah. You know, just that world. And uh, it's called Secret Invasion Black Panther. Uh, coming out of Marvel. Uh, back in 2008 was when the wow. f- issue of this came out. Um, and we're just doing three issues in the middle of the Black Panther run. Uh, Jason Aaron stepped in to do this for issues 39 to 41. Okay. Yeah. Jason Aaron, again, like he's a, a writer that we've had on, we've uh, mentioned on the show a lot already. With uh, He's done Avengers. He's done God of Thunder Thor, but actually a bunch of Thor stuff. He's kind of synonymous with that now. I think maybe possibly the best Thor run in, in my book. In your book? Oh, wow. I'll have to revisit those, but... There's some other big names out there that I'm not sure if you're aware of, but yeah, his, I'm his sure is so. But I mean, like God the God Butcher, Gore the God Butcher. Yeah, 
uh, was one of the best villains in Marvel. Yeah. Especially like recent Marvel. What'd you think about that in the movie? Did that character eh, live up to it? No. No, right? Unfortunately not. And I'm not a fan of the movie in general. Me too. Unfortunately, the Ragnarok's a better movie. So better. Um, And it only kind of, conf- a spoiler alert for that movie, but like Gore sacrifices himself to re-resurrect his young daughter. Yeah. And then Thor kind of takes her in, right? Yeah. That only is like, wow, you're just making every Avenger person a younger version of them. Right. You're, you're giving a copy. Hulk a son. You're you're making um, whatever. I think they're just uh, future-proofing themselves, right? They just right. need characters to live up to these other ones later down the road. Hello, fellow youths. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but Jason Aaron, he's a great writer, I think. Uh, oh, yeah. S- stepped his foot into some Star Wars, mm-hmm. some of his image stuff. I really like Southern Bastards. Uh, there's this uh, comic called The Goddamned, which is like a biblical comic book that's really wow. good. Yeah. Okay. Um, our artist today is, I believe it's pronounced Hefte. Paolo. Uh, sure. That's my try. Uh, he's worked on a lot of comics that Jason Aaron worked on also. Um, Brother Voodoo, Wolverine, Goes to Hell. Oh, really? Yeah, that was kind okay. of a couple of years ago. Some Punisher stuff. So he seems like a company man. A lot of Marvel stuff. Uh, we done one of his comics called Taskmaster Unthinkable. Remember mm-hmm. that one? I remember so that. He worked on that too. Yeah, it looks like that. Yeah, I, I really liked it for this. I think I, I think it worked better for this comic than the last one. I think mm. because uh, they make kind of Wakanda to be not so much like a green land like it is in the in the right movies yeah. here it's like there's thunder and storm because it's like a war going on you know it's, it's yeah. difficult times but what's i found interesting here too is we follow the scrolls a lot of the time yes we kind of alternate the narrator between each issue yeah and it starts with the the scroll general this guy named commander kavart k apostrophe v v v r yeah that's just how uh uh, scroll names are you know they use yeah. a lot of apostrophes do you know the character super scroll yes cool character i like how he looks all the time he's kind of fun he's got like all the powers of the fantastic four but he's a scroll yeah he's like a big dude but like one arm is like the thing and the other arm is like a stretchy with fire yeah <laughs> he's cool i believe his name is like clert <laughs> okay i think that's i didn't his, know he had a real name yeah he had a real name but yeah that's those are scroll people this, this commander commander cover he's like he's old age now like he's ready to, to retire as a commander of the scroll empire army yeah he's devoted his life to the empire and it feels like he is already like planning to making this his last battle yeah and he's already like i got money saved i'm just gonna disappear he's looking forward to that vacation time like he's been a company man he doesn't even really believe in the message of the empire this is just right. a job that he's ready to finish yeah he's like these are not my enemies the enemy of the empire so i just do what they tell me and then i don't even think about them but also like he yeah he doesn't think about them he's thinking like these wakandans these earth people it's yeah. gonna be easy they just take them over right it's scrolls yeah they think earth is like primitive exactly they're they're a empire that's like stretched a lot of planets already and conquered them right it's, this is just a another day another tuesday for them yeah scrolls in the comics are bad the, uh, yeah in, that's right in the mcu we've seen them as kind of good guys they're kind of like refugees yeah or like but they're very bad in the comics no. They're like the enemy alien race. Right, right. Uh, they For a long time, I think they're really old characters, actually. And they've kind of revamped them now. They're very technological. 
Um, and they, but the one thing they note is Wakanda in uh, the country, it's never been invaded or conquered by other countries or other nations in Earth itself. Right. They know Wakanda is pretty advanced, even though Earth itself, we still think is beneath us. So like, uh, they know like, oh yeah, we're taking on the Wakandans, but we're still not scared. Not at all. They've, they've had their agents, you know, infiltrate Wakandan uh, government already. They've been right. there. They're thinking like this is, they've already got it under ramps, tied up like a bow, really. They've already lost pretty much. When they arrive, when they see, they get close to the gates of Wakanda, they see scroll heads decapitated and on wooden pikes, you know, <laughs> sending a message. Game of Thrones. Right. All the scrolls are surprised to see this with their jaws dropped, like, Maybe we don't know what we're walking into. Right. That's all the secret like sleeper cell agents that they sent have been discovered and killed already. Yeah. Whereas like all the ones they've sent to other countries are all fine. They're like, how could this happen? Right. It's it's unbelievable. Uh, we now we catch up with the Wakandans and they're like in a war room um, eyeing up and down the warships of these scrolls approaching Wakandan gates. And they're trying to like hack them and everything. Like they're they're like <laughs> priming up. They're, they they see that the scroll weapons are aimed at them. Yeah, I like this sequence because it's like um, in like action movies. There's always like a the man in the chair hacking. Yeah, but it's always like you have ten seconds to hack into their systems or whatever. And it seems like that's what this is. But like both of them trying to hack each other. It's pretty fun. Yeah, because some of the um. Wakandan, uh, you know, scientists are there at the computer. Some of the scrolls are also like, they're trying to disable both of their frequencies. Mm -hmm. They use like their, um, like energy signals to just disable the, the power of Wakanda. So like all the lights go out, but they have backup power and then they do the same thing to the scroll warships, but they have backup power. Right. Uh, it's fun that the lead hacker is Wakabi. You might remember him. He's Daniel Kaluuya in the Black Panther movies. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. And, uh, they hit them with the blast from their Black Panther statues. This is cool. Out of the eyes and the mouth of the Black Panther comes these red lasers that shoot up the the scrolls, but they have shields and it's kind of like nothing. Right. And then they realize those were not lasers to like destroy them or hit them. They're lasers to like disrupt their frequencies or whatever. Yeah. And they, their ships like lose power and they start to like just crash down. All those warships crash down, but they're big warships. There's a lot of scrolls on them. Yeah. They have like armies on them. Armies and armies. It The Wakandans know they're outnumbered three to one. Yeah. But again, it's like they're playing defense. They have the better, you know, situation. And so uh, Commander Cover orders all of the scrolls army to leave their ships and um, get ready for battle at the Wakandan gates. It's like rainy. It's like um, the end of the Two Towers, Lord of the Rings Two Towers. Oh, is it? Yes. Okay. <laughs> you don't remember that movie? I need to rewatch those movies again. Like, I don't remember them too well. I remember the first one a lot. Okay. And the two towers, like, it's like they're defending the castle and it's like stormy night and all the orcs are just like lining up approaching the castle. And this is what this looks like. They're approaching the, the walls of Wakanda. Yeah. And all the scrolls are like ready to attack. And the only one in the field to defend Wakanda is T'Challa. Right. He's standing there with a sword and shield, standing firm. This, if I was directing the movie, this is where I would first hear the Wakandan theme music. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? And it's, it's raining. It's pouring rain, right? And the commander has this big speech to his crowd. Do you see this king trying to intimidate us? He does not want you to go home. 
Right. But we, we realize we cannot go home. There's no home to go home to until we conquer Wakanda. Right. And this is what we scrolls do. And he's like calling him arrogant. Like he's, there's only one of him. That's how little he thinks of all of us. Right. Yeah. So like we're going to destroy him. Right. All we have to do is send home the head of this king and we're home free. And then the, the guy next to him says like, that's not going to be so easy as the other Wakandans arrive on the battlefield and they're all dressed like Black Panther. Right. So they're not in their regular like military uniforms or Dormalaji. Everyone is dressed like Black Panther and it is like um, Three Amigos. Exactly. (laughs) Everyone is dressed as a mariachi. I've seen this movie already. And basically, it's uh, the two sides is just clash against each other, right? They they go into full out battle. Um, joining uh, T'Challa, there is also his bride, his wife, Aurora, um, the queen, also known as Storm from right. the X Men. This is like the saddest thing for me that we're not going to get in the MCU. Oh yeah, is that T'Challa is no longer in the MCU and Storm is not yet in the MCU? Yeah, wow, I'd never considered that. They're kind of a power couple. Yeah, they're like Jay Z and Beyonce. <laughs> <laughs> Their relationship is like the focus of a lot of things. Like yeah. when they had the story of um, Avengers versus X-Men, like their marriage was oh, yeah. like centered around some of that stuff. Avenger versus X-Men, yeah. And then um, what I would like to see in the future is uh, it's Secret Wars. Maybe we see an alternate version of T'Challa. Oh, wow. Where his wife is Halle Berry. Oh, interesting. <laughs> I never considered that. Who would, who would play that T'Challa then? John Krasinski? <laughs> Um, okay, so there's a fallout battle. There's like blood, bodies flying everywhere. Um, but uh, T'Challa gives one last kiss to Aurora as they split up and kind of go their separate ways as uh, T'Challa goes into full battle, right? There's one scroll that kind of steps to him, right? Like he's like, I want this battle. He actually says, the scroll says, I've been born, I've been bred to fight you specifically, T'Challa. Right. This guy is huge. Like, he's like disproportionate. Yeah. <laughs> he's got like already big legs, but his torso and arms and upper body is like three times as big as it should be. And like you said, like this guy was literally just made to go up against T'Challa. He, he so the scrolls, they have this, they're also called super scrolls, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. And they're basically like enhanced to have the powers of some of the superheroes in Marvel. Right. So this guy has like the iron fist hand. He has a uh, blades on his right hand, like Wolverine. Mm-hmm. And then he also has like the bullseye symbol on his forehead. Right. It, it's it's not fair. No. <laughs> He's basically it's like a, a Black Panther is fighting the Avengers right now, right? Like right. a team All of in them. one 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 guy. I like the line here though, because like um that's that super scroll is like I've trained my whole life and I prepared to kill you, right? Yeah. And then the child is like, oh, that's where you already lost, because I've prepared my whole life for the unexpected. Ooh. <laughs> and you know he's really a king there. You can see how ready for battle he is. Um, pretty inspirational too. And I want to like do a little flashback here as as the comic goes into it. Uh, imagine just a little bit while ago as he's. Um, praying to a statue of the panther god Bast, right? And then he walks out uh, to the battlefield, uh, rounding up all of his army. And it's almost like a Braveheart moment here, right. as he's like, he's like inspiring them. He's, so, like the scene with the scroll commander, we see the the Wakandan version of this now that we did see earlier. Yes, he's like preparing his troops. The reverse of that, the reflection. Right. He's saying like. Um, we've been approached at our gates by all these other nations in the past and they've never conquered us. Their weapons are in our museums, their bones are in our grounds, in our fields. Right. 
just wait until 100 years from now when our grandchildren will dig up the bones of these strange scrolls. <laughs> you know, it's really yeah. impactful. And he's saying like, um, because I think they've been infiltrated, so he doesn't know like if everyone's there or whatever. Yeah. So he's saying like, yesterday you were farmers and whatever, but today we're all warriors. We're all Black Panther. Yeah. My countrymen, lend me your ears type thing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm William Wallace. <laughs> And so we cut to back into the fight. And honestly, a lot of the Wakandans are kind of losing, right? They're getting beat up by the just hordes of scrolls that are there. Right. Like I said, they're not all warriors, but the scrolls, they're all warriors. That's true. They're, that's like their big thing, right? It's just yeah. all out war. That's what the scrolls are after. And this big one, the super scroll fighting T'Challa really wants to like just tear him apart. And Black Panther, he's just thinking like, I cannot outfight him, really. Yeah. He knows every move that he's going to make. Yeah. So T'Challa's just like buying time to try to find his weakness. That one thing. Um, some of the other Wakandans approach the Super Scroll, but he kind of smacks them around and like pulls out one of the ribs. Right. And then he tosses that rib bone straight at T'Challa. Like, and he's got the bullseye power, remember? So it's like right. really accurate. But he notices that... Um, as he throws the hand, the iron fist flame kind of dies out. So right. he's thinking like, oh, he can't use all of his powers at the same time. He has to switch in between each one. Exactly. And he says like, while he's switching in between is like his weak point. And then so as uh, he powers up the iron fist hand, T'Challa goes for the other arm, the, the Wolverine one, and right. just rips it in half. <laughs> His arm is like hanging by the elbow bone. It's those gross moments where you see that you pop the, pop the bone and the elbow bone is outside of the skin. <laughs> yeah. It really gross. And like this Super Scroll is shocked because like he shouldn't be able to do this. He doesn't know. Exactly. So like while he's in pain and is grabbing his arm... T'Challa goes for like another part. He grabs his eye and rips out one of his eyeballs. <laughs> he's like, oh, do you need this? Yeah. He's like, now, you're, now your bullseye power doesn't work. Exactly. <laughs> and so um, as a last effort, he runs at him, the scroll, and then T'Challa just like caps his knee and he just falls to the ground. Right. And I think this super scroll is done for. So he's taking him out and he's ready to like continue fighting the rest of the scrolls. The regular ones, right? When he turns around, there's two more that are not regular ones. <laughs> There's one that has the the hammer of Thor and Stormbreaker from uh, Beta Ray Bill. Right. So he's like Asgardian. The other one has the powers of the Thing, Juggernaut, and the Hulk. It's all like the bruisers. <laughs> Come on. Uh, I don't know how he's going to do this, but now we're going to catch up with what Aurora is going on, what she's right. doing. So they have a plan. This whole time they're like, keep to the plan. Yeah. This is how we're going to win, right? And Aurora, Storm, her part of the plan is she's, her and like this other person, they're uh, whatever part of their army. Yeah. They're like sneaking behind the border to get into the scroll warships. Yeah. They've got some plan up there, right? To get into their, their secret base. But as they approach it, Aurora gets betrayed by that other Wakandan. It turns out that was a scroll the whole time. Right. They did not eradicate all the other scrolls. So now she's caught. While T'Challa is still fighting these other two super scrolls, uh, we hear the commander, uh, Kavur. Yeah. <laughs> Good try. He's like, T'Challa, put your weapons down because I have your wife, your queen, and she's there captured. And so T'Challa, he like stops the fight real quick and he doesn't know what to do. And he's thinking like, we, we still have you, right? We took out all of your people that were in our midst. Right. And out of nowhere, the Wakandan right behind him smacks him against the back of the head. And it's revealed that kind of the whole crew that was surrounding him are all scrolls. Right. <laughs> they, they're all basically scrolls. Like he didn't know this the whole time. 
So now he is captured, right? Yeah. Um, all the other Wakandans kind of like retreat back into the into the walls of the city, and the scrolls are kind of look victorious now. They have captured the king and queen, and they're kind of just like regrouping, ready to finish off the rest of the Wakandans. And they need to break their leader to win this, right? So they have like this whole room of just scrolls that are getting ready to torture them, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, very, very Star Wars. Is it? The <laughs> Star Wars get that dark? I mean, they don't show it but they have like they have like torture robots i guess they do huh yeah That's in scary. the first star wars they're trying to torture leia oh my god and it's like this floating ball droid with just a bunch of needles and saws sticking out of it <laughs> Oh my God. that's that's scary it's not a kid's movie um and the commander's like just just give up just you know tell your people to pack it up this is gonna happen right we're gonna conquer you mm-hmm. it's how it's gonna go but black panther just says go to hell you bastards right that's all he'll say he'll just repeat that constantly like and the torturers go into work and but for a long time black panther and aurora will not say anything if they do they'll just say go to hell right and they're like literally like mutilating them already yeah both Storm and T'Challa, and the general is like just waiting. Like eventually, they're gonna break, right? Mm-hmm. And they're like cutting them up and stuff. Really bloody. And the commander's just waiting. And then back at the Wakanda, uh, Shuri is talking like, "We should do something. We can't just wait forever." But then they're like, no, this is still part of his plan. We have to hold off, right? Wait for the signal, basically. Right. And so the commander, he just goes back to uh, the command right at the top of the ship and is um, just waiting for it to be finished when two scrolls arrive into the room and say, like, they're not breaking. It sounds like they're holding firm. They just won't talk at all. And then... At the same time, the commander gets a call from the torture room. Mm-hmm. And, and the torture there is like, uh, we found something weird. Yeah. <laughs> they found like a speech changer inside of the throat of T'Challa. It's like old, very old tech. Yeah. It's like, I don't know why it's in there. It's, it's strange. And then the other torturer yeah. <laughs> pulls something else out. And it, it looks like a device that changes the appearance of someone, <laughs> the look of, and feel of someone, right? And then once they took out that voice modulator, whatever, modifier, T'Challa being tortured is like, I'm not the Black Panther. (laughs) And uh, slowly they they transform and they they become scrolls, the ones that were tortured the whole time. (laughs) And the two scrolls that were in the room with the commander turned out to be T'Challa and Aurora, believe it or not. (laughs) And with like the same swift move, they both like stabbed this commander in the chest from the back with their swords. And like... It's like they're carrying him up by the sword. Pretty badass. Yeah. It's really cool. They make like an X. Good teamwork. <laughs> Which I, this is like the most gruesome I've seen in Storm be. Oh, come on. Really? But like just brutally stabbing somebody through the back. Well, I, I guess she can do stuff from far away with her Storm powers. Yeah. That's it. That seems more... Storm-like? Yeah. Okay. You don't know her that well. T'Challa does. Um, and so like with the, again, like a swift move, they took out their leader, right? The, the scrolls can, are like haywire now. They have no real command as they kind of just cut them down, the two of them. Right. And then they give a signal to the rest of the Condens, like, okay, now's the chance. I like the signal because it's a lightning strike, which yeah. like Storm does. Oh yeah. And then like, that's the signal and they all charge. And the, the scrolls that are like out in the battle, like they weren't ready. They thought they've kind of won already. Yeah. They, they really, they're, they're not fast to get their weapons up and fight, but they're taking out the, those, those key ones at the top of level. 
And um, we kind of leave it, we kind of fast forward, and we realize, like, basically all of the scrolls were obliterated by the Wakandans. Right. And this, they even, like, write in their blood, like, this is what happens when you invade Wakanda. Yeah, really sinister message. And they have these warships fly back to the scroll homeworld just to send a message. I really enjoyed the book because, yes, um, the good guys win. Yeah. But you see a lot of the point of view from the scroll commander, and, like, he's not what you think. Like, he's yeah. not... He doesn't care about this specific battle or winning it for the empire. He cares about just getting the job done so he can go home and he wants to like see his family again. And he he's talking in his head like this is gonna be the last time then me and my family can be together and we'll no longer fight this fight anymore. Sure. Uh, and then he dies. <laughs> It's not necessarily he's likable. It's just interesting to see it from this perspective, right? Right. He's not, he doesn't hate the Wakandans or anything like that. Yeah. But he's just doing his job. It's a really fun twist on it because mm-hmm. it makes like the Wakandans almost sinister because they're like, they're the they're the nation that cannot be conquered. Yeah. They're like, um, it's like 300. Oh, okay. This whole book was like 300. Yeah. Like Braveheart, like, you know, big epic battle yeah, warriors like, going into. Um, a smaller army defeating the larger army. Yeah. Right. It, it's... I think it's short and sweet and really good just kind of feel of Wakanda and kind of their um, kind of nation pride. It really yeah. works into that a lot and, you know, makes them out to be such a big force in the Marvel Universe as a whole. Yeah. They can be conquered by the scrolls. There's also a part in the battle where um, we're seeing it through the point of view of T'Challa and he's watching his army and his people die. Yeah. And he knows each one of them. And he's like, oh, yeah. And he's like, oh, this person is whatever, a son to his neighbor, whatever. He like, he knows their names, who their family members are. Uh, and he like, he's like feeling each loss as he, as he fights. Yeah. Right. It's like yeah. his neighbors, right? His countrymen, right. it hurts him. He knows their ages, like who they, who they're with. Oh man. So yeah. It's not like, you know, I'm sure the scrolls don't know each other. <laughs> yeah, they all they all look the same. Yeah. <laughs> My favorite moment was um, also when he's talking about the scrolls mm. that invaded Wakanda. He's like, they can change their voices, they can change their looks, but they cannot hide their souls from the Panther God. And right. I was like, wow, that was yeah, that's building into the mythos of of Wakanda. Mm, yeah, even though there's still some more. Huh? <laughs> they're still. They, he still knew they were hiding. there. He was like playing the long game. That's the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, that's true. They, they they did plan to get caught. Exactly. They, you know, smart ones. That, those Wakandans. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, it's cool to see uh, those all those super scrolls and how they're merging different Marvel characters. It's just it's kind of like nerdy fun. Yeah, it's you know it's not a big part of the story, so it's just kind of like a, a mini climax in the middle. If anything, this got me excited for Secret Invasion again. Is that, again, yeah. that's just like a fun comic. It, it right. is another, maybe we're past the point of crossover overdue, mm-hmm. but it's still so fun to me. Yeah, I wonder how they're going to incorporate that into the MCU. I, I, I don't think they can go as grand as the comic goes, right? Where it's like their inner, it's yeah. your neighbor. Like or the Avengers were infiltrated. Yeah, yeah. It's just working with a name, Secret Invasion. Yeah. We'll see if it's good or not. Mm-hmm. But that was Secret Invasion Black Panther. Let's get into side stories. So I found a new fun show on Netflix just to keep up with the times. I'm watching uh, Blockbuster. The, is that what that show's called? 
Blockbuster is the name of the show <laughs> okay. itself. Yeah, I didn't know that. Okay, of course it. That I used to be a star. If you guys are, you know, mm-hmm. born in the two thousands, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's about the last Blockbuster store as it's you know kind of struggling to stay open. Basically, uh, corporate the corporation was like across the board and all all the countries in the U.S. Those are got those stores are closing down. This is the last one staying open. Uh, it's pretty fun. It's a sitcom. Uh, Randall Park plays the lead you might know from Ant-Man and uh, his great take on Asian Jim from The Office. All right. Um, I think her name is Amy Ferreira or something from uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine is right. the, the second lead, the female. I think I think it's kind of like a love interest with that character. Mm-hmm. There's kind of like a crush thing there, right? The co-workers working at Blockbuster. Um, the Blockbuster crew there, and there's like everyone that's kind of would fit working at a dead end job. Basically, there's like the mm-hmm. old lady that's like this is the most exciting thing in her day. There's like a hippie white girl. There's the um, guy that's studying for college that's got immigrant parents. That's just this is day job, or whatever type of thing. It's a pretty fun show, Blockbuster. Uh, I binged it. I finished it already. It I think it was released on Friday. It was like two days ago, or whatever. And I, I is binged it. Is that good? Because I didn't really enjoy. I honestly think it's more or less just comfortable of a show. It's <laughs> like maybe each episode has one big laugh. It's not, hmm. it's just kind of, you know, each one's a chuckle, but it's not really, it's good enough for me. Um, it takes place in like Michigan. So I think with the cold weather there, it's kind of like cozy. Okay. It's, it's getting cold over here. So like I want to just a uh, fun sitcom, nothing a big deal, you know, just a good show to last between uh, the new Disney plus Marvel shows to, to keep me entertained. Mm-hmm. I would, I'd think it's a good enough sitcom. Yeah. I, I'm not a fan of um, JB Smooth. Yeah. But I did enjoy him in the few episodes I saw of this. You're not a fan of him? I think it's pretty funny. Not really. With his whole style with the mustache and everything. Yeah, it was with hats. <laughs> hats? Yeah. There's a fun joke in the show. Like, he dresses like uh, Johnny Depp. <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> he kind of does. Yeah. Like, a lot of vests he dressed kind of badly i just think like uh, for a name jb smooth he's not that smooth i think that's the joke right because is it because I, I think he so. is smooth what you I, think he I is think he thinks he's smooth oh i i see <laughs> i see what you're saying i don't think he's smooth when he's like he's known for like curb your enthusiasm yeah which is like of a dick like i like that show irreverent show or whatever yeah i like him in the spider-man movies isn't where where's he in there he's like the principal he is oh of tom holland spider-man movies yeah that's right okay yeah that's kind of fun yeah i think he's great in the show he plays like Randall park's best friend uh-huh. who's also the landlord of like the shopping like mini mall that okay. the blockbuster is in so it's like kind of friction there because uh-huh. randall park can't pay rent now the corporation's not there and mm-hmm. he but he's his best friend he also owns the building so it's kind of like uh, are we best friends are we not i don't know or can you can i be late on the rent type of thing my thing and tell me if i'm wrong because i didn't watch a lot of the show okay but um, it isn't like the gimmick is that it's the last blockbuster. It is, but yeah. But it, it doesn't for me. It doesn't use enough jokes about blockbuster. Oh, that's kind of a good point. It doesn't play into like the nostalgia of it. Yeah, and like I thought there'd be jokes about like late fees or dropping them in the mailbox slot or oh having to find uh, a movie. Because I remember when I was going to blockbuster, if you wanted a movie that was popular. And it's not on the shelf. You go to like that little return counter where people return and try to look in there too. Right. But I mean, I feel like Blockbuster, the idea of Blockbuster is like just in the background of this show. Yeah, I guess those are good jokes to make, but... uh 
I think the big joke they're doing is like where customers go in for recommendations. Okay. And they're always just like, buzz off. I don't want to recommend anything to you right now. Okay, that's, kind of, that's kind of the thing. But did you ever ask the actual store, you know, attendant, like, what do you recommend? Did they have no. to actually watch the movies? They're just there doing a job, right? Yeah. And I, I don't trust them. Their opinions? Yeah. I, I know what I like. I could tell from the cover if I'm going to like them. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, I barely remember being in Blockbuster. It's been years. Can you... Because I, I remember uh, most vividly is the closing of Blockbuster, not actually going in their experience. That's what I remember the most. So you would go there, like you would, they'd have posters like, hey, this is coming out next week. Oh, yeah. Because it's coming out on VHS. VHS. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> And then eventually DVD. And I don't know if they had, I'm pretty sure they had Blu-rays, but like. It was a tail end. It's like, we're not even going to buy a lot of Blu-rays because we're about to go out of business. Yeah, yeah. I remember them like selling them. And that's where, I think that's where a lot of people got their Blu-rays was from Blockbuster closing down. Probably, yeah. yeah. So like, um, there's a limited like real estate for shelf space, right? Oh, that was a big deal? Yeah. So like, uh, if a big movie's coming out on DVD or whatever, so let's say like this movie was huge in the theater. So let's say like Endgame, right? Is oh, yeah. coming. Uh, they know everyone's going to want to watch this. And this, of course, there's no streaming at this time. Their whole back wall, the entirety of it will just be Endgame. Huh. That's not fair to the other movies. But they they know that demand will be there for that. Whereas if another movie that's smaller, maybe no one watched in the theaters, they'll have like just like a shelf for it. Yeah, to the side. Yeah. Not major attention thing. Right. And then um, the way you do it is uh, the cover will be on the shelves. And then behind each cover is a copy of that thing in a regular blockbuster box, not the actual box where you would buy it, right? Yeah. There's no like picture of the, the movie poster on the box. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember back in the day, VHS, they would be in the box. Oh, really? Yeah. But then when DVDs came out, they're easy to steal. Because they're tiny. Because they're flat, right? Yeah. You could stick a whole stack in your pocket. Right. Uh, so for a while, they had them there, but then I, I'm sure they were getting stolen. Oh. So then they started doing like um, putting them in these cases that you can't open. There's like a magnet lock on it. Oh, yeah. Like like when you buy something. Yeah. Okay. But I think they're like, this is too much work. It slows us down. It slows us down. And because it's double, you have to put them on when you put them back on the shelf. You got to take them off when someone rents it. So I think what they started doing later was... Um, just bring us an empty box that all the boxes on the shelves are empty. And then we have the discs behind the counter and we'll just give you the disc. It's the GameStop method. We'll sure. Look, like they yeah. keep the disc in like a binder or whatever. Yeah. And then you, let us know you want to rent this. We'll give it to you. Yeah. And then they went out of business. <laughs> that's that's what caused them the whole breakdown. What was it? Was it Netflix? Was yeah. it Netflix around already when yeah. Blockbuster closing? Wow. Because uh, it was way convenient. Late fees was a big issue. Oh, yeah. Because they need those discs back so other people could rent it. So you had it for two days two nights, three days. And if you don't return it by the third day before they close, uh, you have to pay a late fee, which is like, I think it was like three or $4 a day. Oh, wow. Yeah. So it easily could add up. Yeah. I bet that's where they made a good amount of their money then. Of course. Was from the late fees. Yeah. Oh. Huh. So like, let's say you rent it on a, a Friday night. You need to return that on Sunday. Yeah. Or you're paying your late fees. Or you're paying your late fees. And no one wants to like be doing like think yeah. of that anymore. And I maybe not even have watched it yet. Good point. Yeah. Yeah. If I'm getting three movies, I have a, a night to watch each movie. I'm not going to, yeah. it's barely enough time. Exactly. Oh. And you got to pay for like a membership on top of that i think so yeah like a gym or membership? maybe there's like a one-time fee or or i don't know i don't I remember, remember that anymore because no, you had the card the and card, everything, yeah. the laminate yeah 
So then Netflix came around and were like, we have no late fees. Keep it as long as you want. You just pay a regular monthly flat rate and we mail it to you. So you don't even have to leave your house. You could leave it in your mailbox. The mailman will pick it up and they'll give you another one when you pick yours. That sounds like a dream. You never have to leave your house? Wow. Yeah. That that was like a game changer. And people were like, that's never going to work. Right? Yeah. And I remember when this first was announced, people were against it and because they're like, I don't rent enough to to have that, uh, to pay for that to service. make it worth it. Yeah. But what they don't realize is, um, they, what they realize later is that you don't run enough because you don't want to go out. But if it went to you, you would run a lot. As much as you want. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. And I remember one of our uncles was like early adopter of it and he loved it. Yeah. He surprised you. Like he didn't yeah. let you know, like this is the new thing. I knew about it before because I'm on the, I'm on the cutting edge. Right. Even <laughs> this was what you in high school. Yeah, probably. Oh, wow. Um, but yeah, uh, and then and then everyone got into it. And then what what really was weird was um, Netflix at this point went to Blockbuster and said like, we want to just sell our service to you because Blockbuster started doing it too. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, yeah. But, but they're like, don't we'll just sell our service to you. You have we have all the the discs and all that stuff and the warehouses and this the plans of distribution and dispatch and all that. So like, just buy us out. They literally went to Blockbuster and they didn't. And Blockbuster was like. Hell no, because like you they still look, look down on them, right? Wow. And then that's when Netflix like you just screwed up because now we're going to do streaming and you're going to be gone forever, and we're going to make a show about you, and we're purposely purposely going to make it a bad show to just insult you even harder. <laughs> well, that never worked out because <laughs> he made a great show. Now, I think the show is kind of it's just fine. I think the reviews on it are pretty dang bad. I don't like it. I like it. I think it's, I think the jokes are pretty funny. Like I chuckle at them. They're not super okay serious, but. Right. Uh, the um, I don't know. It's it's a show I like. The but yeah, I, I barely remember going to Blockbuster. I remember it was a thing. You'd rent all of the freaking scary movies and I'd yeah. hide behind the couch because it was too scary. Mm -hmm. Like Exorcist and like uh, The Shining and like that didn't scar me at all. But yeah. <laughs> that's I don't have a huge love for Blockbuster really. But this show is pretty. It's it's it's, it's like you know people I think don't that's gather why you anymore because like I don't remember it. Yeah, yeah, maybe that's it. Okay, it reminds you of a simpler time. It reminds me of a worse time. Really. Okay. <laughs> It's it's me. I'm at the young age enough where like that's retro to me. It's sure. vintage. That's yeah. what it is. Yeah, it's like real life Netflix. That's crazy. <laughs> how how niche? Yeah, it's so weird that Netflix made a show about their number one competition in the past. Yeah, it's ruining like them. A, a a a company that they pretty much destroyed. Now we're making a show about you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, why not? I, I I'm curious. Also, like, did they? I guess they bought the brand just to do this. It's the whole name Blockbuster is the name of the thing. Yeah. The store too. Um, I don't think it's a true story necessarily because I think the last one yeah, is in like Alaska. Right. Yeah. Well, it's still a cold place, but a different. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think it's because they don't get Netflix out there great internet exactly yeah yeah, yeah. but uh i binged it super fast for how many no episodes 10, 10 episodes wow, not that much. more than i thought yeah they're like 25 minutes each okay yeah that's what i spent my time doing this week <laughs> the last few days really how about you what's your side story i um so you know in the beginning of the show you break down the show yeah what do you say for uh the side stories uh what do we watch or reading and entertainment we've taken in this week right you should include to that what is um what is stopping us from going to bed and sleeping? <laughs> oh my gosh, what is this? What what's keeping us up at night? Yeah. I got into the new mobile game. Oh, what is it? Marvel Snap. Oh, I downloaded it. Game. Oh my god. I can't, 
I slept probably at 4 a.m. last night. Oh, my God. Which last night was the time, time what's it called? Daylight savings time switch. Yeah. So, in reality, it was 5 a.m. when I went to bed. What? Because <laughs> we went back yeah. an hour. Yeah. So, like, I went to bed at, like, 5 a.m. last night because I was playing this game all night. Great. Great. It is Is so, it that fun? Yeah. Is it fun or just addictive? There's a difference. I like, I think it's fun and addictive and because... It's so quick. The match is so... It's like, I'll play another one. I'll play another one. Really? I'll play okay. another one. Is yeah. it a card game? Yeah. And it's it's both simple to learn, but complex in strategy. So that's why it's addictive. Okay. Like, well, how, what's the strategy? What's the thing? So like you have these cards, right? And they're all Marvel characters, which already I like it. <laughs> I like it. Okay. <laughs> and each character has um, like a cost to use and then a, uh, an attack like power, right? So mm. like it takes five energy to use this card, to play this card. And the attack on it is like six or eight or whatever. Right? What is it like each turn you gain back your energy? Yeah. E- each round you have one more energy to use. Okay. So to start a round, you have one energy. So you can only use cards that require one energy. The next round you have two, three, and then it's six rounds. The whole game is six rounds? Yeah. The oh. whole match against an opponent is only six rounds. That's interesting. So if you have a six energy card, you're probably only going to use it at the end, the last round. Right. Or if you have some other card that's like, this minus is uh, the cost of energy or you get plus one energy this round or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Right? So that's that. You're playing against a real life person with probably ca- same level of cards as you. It's because you're like, you have a ranking or whatever. Yeah. And then some cards have other attributes like um, you combine this card with this other card, it'll have more attack power. This power, uh, whatever, can trade with another card or uh, you take a card away from the opponent, stuff like that. Does it um uh like play into the mythology of Marvel, like like yeah. Colossus and Wolverine is uh fastball special, something like that? Some sometimes like that, yeah. Yeah. Uh, like one of the cards that's kind of cool is Hulkbuster. Oh, all right. And you put that on another card. That way, it combines the attack power, but it only takes a slot of one card. RC. Okay, I see. I right. see. So now, speaking of slots of cards, there's. Uh, three lanes, right? Yeah. And each lane is like, I'm trying to win this lane, have more points against my opponent in each of the three lanes. Whoever wins two out of three wins the, the match. The match? Yeah. Is it a match or a round? Are they the same thing? Match. Match, okay. So there's six rounds in a match. Okay. And you play a card or whatever energy you can spend each round, right? And the whole match is like three, four minutes. Really fast. Yeah. Is there like, there's like a quick timer, right? There's like, uh, yeah. Each round. Yeah. Okay. Um, it's like, I think it's like you have 60 seconds to make a move, but everyone knows right away what to do and then it's just hit. It's a I'm reaction. Ready. I'm ready. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, there's three lanes and, and you want to win at least two of the three lanes to win the match, right? But each lane has its own variables. So like lane one could be like um, magic cards don't work in this lane. Oh, Or okay. something like that. Do lane, those rules change each round? No. Okay. Um, and then sometimes like... Oh, this lane, uh, you can only play one card in this lane, right? Okay. And usually the max is four cards in each lane. Four cards in each lane? Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, there's more involved. Yeah. See. And then here's the other trick. Um, they only, so there's three lanes. They only reveal what the variable is on that lane one at a time. So like the first round, you'll see what that variable of lane one is. I see. Okay. The second round, you'll see what the variable of lane two is. And the third round, you'll see lane three. And then there's three more rounds after that to 
finish the game. So do you only like tally up the points at the end of the match or is it like each yeah. round you count it up? At the end of the match. At the end of the match, you count it up like, so now that we know the variable is was here, now we can actually count it. Okay. Yeah. I mean, you could see the score there, but it's not over till it's, the whole match is over. Oh, it's not true yet? Okay. Yeah. Like I could keep putting cards in that lane. I could put cards in any lane, even if I don't know what that variable is yet. Is there anything like where they get removed from the lane? Sure. Is that like the end of each round or something like that? Because that's how typical training No, they stay there games. unless you have a card or the opponent plays a card that like removes it. Okay. Okay. Like an effect to yeah. do that. Okay. Like um, Nightcrawler, his power is he can switch lanes oh. after you place it already. Interesting. Because then like you only need to win two out of three, right? So it looks like... Oh, this guy's already winning this lane by a lot. So I'm just going to focus on the other two and try to win those and just sacrifice that other lane, right? Yeah. Because I could see the scores. But maybe um, Nightcrawler could like switch lanes. So you're like, oh, I thought he was going to stay in that lane that I wasn't focusing on. And he moved to another lane. It screwed you later on. And gave me more points later. Yeah. And then some characters are like, um, they get more points the more cards you put next to it. Uh one of my favorite cards is actually uh, the Jessica Jones card. Really? And her power doubles if you don't play a card next to her on the next turn. All right. Like a loner. So it's like you forget. Like it looks like it's a okay card. So the opponent kind of forgets. Uh, and then um, like a round or two later, her attack like doubles all of a sudden. You're like, what the hell? Yeah. Oh, interesting. Okay. So it's very cool. And then, of course, you know, it's a free game. So they're trying to... Make money by selling you stuff. Uh, micro purchases. Yeah. Right. They're selling you um, their virtual currency to buy cosmetics or uh, other things to your cards, right? Is it just cosmetics or is there like, you can kind of dump money to this and be a winner? I think you can too, but I haven't come across that yet. Okay. Okay. Um, what, I, what I've what i done is um, they give you like a thousand of these virtual credits, right? To, for cosmetics. And I think you could buy more of that currency for more cosmetics. Cosmetics, and the cosmetics are kind of cool. As, uh, <laughs> They're gonna get you. Sounds like it. The first level is it looks like the characters jumping out of the card almost, right? Yeah, like it's the the characters outside of the frame of the card. It's like three D. Well, the next level is three D. After that, like it oh. looks like the background's moving, and these animates when you play those cards, and it's just such a big deal. But it's, it's just like, cosmetic. Because then when you put that on a playing card, I'm like, this guy's weak. <laughs> he doesn't know what he's doing. <laughs> he's got all his currency still. <laughs> <laughs> Even though it doesn't make the card any stronger. Okay. But it is just playing opponent, like real life people. Yeah. There's no like story mode or anything no. like that. Okay. And okay. Uh, it's fast. That, that's why I was so addicted. It's like play a game uh, and I'll, I'll just play one more. And then before you know it, it's 5 a.m. Great. Perfect. Another thing to keep you up. Yeah. Man. I loved I'm, it. Like I was, was the first thing I did when I woke up. You really convinced me not to start playing it. <laughs> it's so fun. And it's like, if you want to play, you hit like find opponent and you find one instantly and then you play because I think it's like the hottest thing right now. Okay. Huh. You don't think they're bots? They're not computers? Uh, there's no, no way to tell, really, I, right? I mean, there's, there's, uh, there's no way to tell, but I don't think they are. It doesn't also matter, right? It's just, you're having fun with it. Yeah. Okay. I can tell what I'm playing against probably like a little kid. Because they own you? Because they know what they're um, doing? There's a lot of reading involved. Like, I, I need to read what this lane uh, does. Yeah. And I could tell, like, they're not, they just put whatever card down. Because, like, this lane is, like, whatever, like, you can't use magic. And they put a magic character there. Okay. And I'm like, okay, you're a little kid. And this is going to be a short game anyway, so it's not a big deal. Yeah, and I'm going to dominate. My, my, I'm probably, like, 85% victory rate. All right, all right, trying to brag. Well, you're still starting out. You got to wait till you get to the top levels, higher rankings, and it starts know, to played, slow down. I played all night. <laughs> 
it is kind of a newer game on the mobile on, uh-huh. on mobile right now i was tempted to play it but i was like i, I kind of got addicted to a marvel game in the past strike force and it was just like uh, it just feels like grinding now it's not super this is different because uh, like i said it's Simple to understand, but there is a complex strategy if you want it to be, and um, and it's very fast. Like I, you could play it in line and or while you're waiting, or instead of social media. Like it, it's not a, a large investment. Okay, that that sounds fun. Um, is the collecting aspect fun to you? Like collecting these characters, is it a big deal? Sure, yeah, yeah. Because like um, what they do is like there's a kind of like a game, uh, a season pass or battle pass, but like there's a tr- right. there's like a timeline that you progress and as you progress you unlock cards and um oh there's another element where like what now so if you win a round you win like uh, i don't know what they're called but like a unit and when you use these units to level up to unlock cards right but you could do this thing where like i'm betting more i'm gonna snap right which is where the game comes i see and um like gamble twice as much of these units because I think I'm gonna win. It's a betting thing too. Yeah, but I mean, you're not. It's not money. Yeah, yeah. You're betting your XP to level up. To oh, it's cards. XP. Okay. Hmm. So like, I think I'm gonna win. I'm gonna bet twice as many XP, and then so like it'll go from two to four, and the opponent can do that too. It's like. I'm going to bet double two. So now it's eight you're betting. So you could win eight whatever units of XP instead of two. Um, But when you lose, you lose whatever. Oh, my God. This is just like what we talked about last week with Pogs. There's betting involved. You're going to get this outruled from uh, our school. It's not not the same. (laughs) (laughs) But I I am just as addicted to it. It sounds kind of fun, the, the quick aspect. It sounds the most like Hearthstone, if you've ever heard of that. But the, the lane thing, that's kind of new. I like that idea of yeah. like having lanes and these just go, these guys go over your guys in the same lane. That's yeah. new. That's kind of, I haven't not, seen that in other training card right. games. It, it's really fun. And it's not like just throw your card down. You have to think about, yeah, this card is good, but where can I maximize its its strengths? Wow. Okay. Okay. And I, I do like how they uh, relate the powers to the characters and you get pretty cool characters right off the bat. And um, it's a mixture of like, you know, the well-known characters and the obscure characters. Can you uh, like friend people and then play them? Maybe. I haven't tried that. Because next week I'm just going to be owning you. <laughs> All right, whatever. Whatever. <laughs> You're not going to be Jessica Jones. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Oh, maybe I'll try it. Uh, I've been no, looking you're for gonna it. you're going to try it. <laughs> uh, maybe. We'll see. We'll see. I have some fun games. I'm still just taking my attention right now, but okay. Mm-hmm. Marvel. Yeah, it's really fun. It's it's easy to play. And I mean, mobile games are addictive and this yeah. is one of the more addictive ones. Marvel was one of the brands that like puts out a bunch of these mobile games yeah. and they kind of work because there's so many collectible aspects right. to them. I, I'm, I like card games, the video game card games. There used to be an Adventure Time one. Yeah. That was very fun, but uh, got discontinued and you can't even play it anymore. Is that true? The version that I like. They made like a version too that is completely different and I don't want to get into it's like it. like watered down? It's like a different game already. Floop the pig. What? Floop the pig. I don't know what that is. Yeah, I know you don't. <laughs> <laughs> but this Marvel one, it, it's fun. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, I do I do have affinity for training card games, and but online ones are like, oh, it's kind of cheap. You can just, like, it's, it's not paper. It's not real. You're going to like this one. <laughs> and the whole like three lane thing. Uh, really changes each game. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. As you move up to a new unlock new characters. Yeah, there, there's fun ones like um, after round four, all the cards that are on this lane will just disappear, so it doesn't matter. What the hell? Okay. <laughs> yeah, or like you can't put any cards here after round five, 
So you want to put all your cards there early. It's like each game is new. Yeah. All right. There's several different lanes. And the lanes are places in Marvel lore. Oh, that's fun. Like, yeah. like what? Like a Hell's Kitchen or like something? Like Hell's Kitchen or Mirror Island or... Kunlun. Stuff like that. Yeah. And, oh, the, right. and the, the whatever variable relates to that place. I see. Okay. Okay. Well, there's always like Dark Dimension where it's like you can't see these cards until the end of the game. Like we don't know what each other played here. Oh, interesting. Okay. I like that. I like that. So there's skill involved though. It's not just random. All oh, right. there's definitely skill involved. Yeah. <laughs> skill that I have, right? Okay, yeah, so it's, it's my 85% you'll, rate. You'll learn, baby. You'll learn. <laughs> anyway, that, that's taking up my time and I'm going to play as soon as we're done recording. <laughs> Great. Awesome. You're never going to sleep again. <laughs> You have anything else you want to talk about? Oh, that's it for me. Just watching a blockbuster. Cool. All right, guys. Thank you for tuning in. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode. Um, let us know if you're going to watch Black Panther this weekend. I'm super excited. You're probably going to watch it multiple times. Oh, yeah. Until then, uh, don't forget to subscribe to the Reader Copy Podcast. And the best thing you can do is leave us a review. It doesn't cost you anything, but it really helps the show a lot. Guys, thanks so much for joining us on the Reader Copy. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. You can join us there also. We're at the Reader Copy Podcast. We're always on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> do you want to hear with the outro? If you like what we had to say about book, pick it up and read your copy. See ya. See ya.